Hello, welcome to another week of the DP World Tour Picks and Bets. Skylar Hoke here with Tom Jacobs. We have left South Africa, Tom, finding our way back to the rest of the world. Qatar Masters here, an old event for us. Commercial Bank Qatar Masters, something we've seen on the schedule for a while. Of course, we're familiar with. Feeling a little bit better about this week. How are you feeling? It's interesting because you say we've departed South Africa, but the South Africa just creeps its way back into the into the fold. Um, I'll have a little tidbit on that later, um, but yeah, there's there's a decent South African influence. This, but we're back to a golf course that we haven't seen since 2019, right? Um, so straight off the top, let's just make sure everyone's aware of that. We were in Education City for the past two years. Uh, we're now back to Doha, which is the original venue of this event, was from 1999 to 2019. So uh, long history, uh, a lot of guys that have got a decent bank of form there. Um, and I think I think it's more straightforward this time around, although I had a harder time making picks because there's a bit more information available. Yeah, it's um, State of the DP World Tour is still... Um, not the, this this last month has been um, hard to to really bank on much. Each week seems high variance, different leaderboards. Last week felt like a sunshine tour event with Norris and Burmeester challenging you know each other down the stretch. There, it's just um, it's just harder. I think it, it's been a difficult stretch for many people um, since we've left those two Rolex Series events to kick off. But yeah, I'm excited to have a bank of knowledge to work with, feel a little bit more comfortable than usual. Um, so it, it does end up being a similar field, but I think there's a lot more um, opportunities to, to take advantage of and feel more confident in. Um, so I, I think really with that, we can we can dive in. I guess from a course perspective, last time we saw this, Justin Harding was the winner at the course. There was an eight-way tie for a second or like nine-way tie for a second that year when Harding won by two. Um, and it does look like the wind is going to play into a significant factor potentially this week. Um, and the course is a bit more open. So what, what's your take on Doha overall? I think it's interesting because I think you, you you hear all that and you think you want to kind of links guys, bit of distance, take advantage of that. And then you look at the winners here and it doesn't necessarily correlate. To that. I mean, it does to an extent, but when you go back to the guys that, that fit that mold and you look at the Sergios and the Adam Scotts, and they're just the best guys in the field, right? When you look at the more recent winners, Justin Harding, not necessarily prestigious length, Eddie Pefferall, not you know, well-known for Limp. Young Hun Wang, I can't exactly remember his profile again, but again, I don't think he's the longest player. And Brandon Grace is, you know, what Brandon Grace is, right? So the most recent winners don't necessarily suggest you have to go one route. Joachim Lagergren was someone that's finished second. Nacho Elvira's finished at Campillo. So there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, well, I don't want to say plotters, that's that's wrong, but steady guys that can, can get it done. So I don't think you rule out any one player here. I think the wind obviously can play a part, like you said, um, but the scoring should be pretty decent still. I'd have thought 15 under sort of score. Yeah, definitely a shift to short game when you think of some of those guys that you just keep ran through. Um, now, it's hard to bank on, I think, something specific. I think we're going to go with corollary form, go in with some informed guys, go in with some of that history of guys that have played well. I think having that combination just sets us up much better. Um, and the odds, I mean, you know, and you have, you know, the, the starting odds, Dean Burmeester, 16 to one, as he, as he should be the well on favorite here, um, yeah. you know, based off of that, Audrey Arnas comes in 22 to one. I, I don't know why he withdrew last week. Um, he was on the, 
initial field. And now he's, I don't know if there's enough to, to separate those two by six points personally, same with Smith by another six points there um, could see a mixed in the middle, but um, I think those four are, are what they are. Um, and if you're going to you know, make your selection, you know what, what you're playing with. If I had to take one and if anyone wants a favorite guy, it'd be George Kozia for me. Like, Two seconds, three top eights, a 12th at this golf course, 35th as well, one missed cut in, what is it, eight, seven starts. Uh, he's just great. And he's one of the the, the clearest uh, examples of, of South African players really playing well here. And I'll go into that now. Um, so for five of the last seven renewals, you've either had a South African finish first or second. So three times a South African has won the event. Uh, 2014 and 2018, the only two years that South African didn't finish first and second. Um, and there was in 2014, there was two in tied for fifth and two in uh, one tied ninth. And in 2018, Cozier finished eighth. So, um, you know, it, it's probably a little bit of just the strength of field, right? And you know, there's a lot of South Africans on the on the the European or DP World Tour who cross over from a bit of sunshine tour form. So I don't think there's anything. I wouldn't go, you need to have a South African in your lineup, but it's interesting that they do seem to uh, play well here. And it's something I definitely considered. The one for me, I mean, we, we've been tempting fate with this start for the first time in, in quite a while. And it does take a lot for me not to bet Ju Young Kim. It's yeah. sub 30, you know, 29 to one. Pedigree, it, it is what it is in the chances that he's gotten. Uh, I mean, I think the world of the kid um, last few starts haven't been as good as his run last year being the order of merit winner um, on the Asian tour um, 29 to one on it. I don't think it's bad. Um, I'll probably be there in DraftKings personally um, as my pick of the litter up there, but I just ended up feeling more comfortable kind of going down, down the board as we went. I know both of us kind of did, but I'm really excited for Ju Young um, and, and to maybe get some consistent starts. Um, if he plays well, continue that path and, and kind of feel what they want. Cause that, the other thing is he probably could have gotten starts if he wanted to. Um, maybe he hasn't wanted to take that until it's kind of that area of the, the world. Yeah. I think, I think for me, he played in Saudi, didn't he? Right. And yes. Um, we, we, we tried to there. play him there, yeah. didn't we? And we took him at a number that we really shouldn't have done. We took him at, what was he, like 50 to 1 in a, in a really yeah. elite field. Uh, yeah. and, and that was because we were excited about the upside and it didn't pan out. Um, and, and I think that would probably be a similar case here. So uh, I think you're right to probably avoid him. I think the 28 to 1 is is about as short as you're going to get on Juyong come this year. Unless, of course, he wins this week. Then, obviously, the pedigree comes in and he goes into, you know, Ardre and Aus and, and Burmese territory. But... I think for me, I think you're wise to, to kind of start with probably the next guy on the odds board. Yeah. And that's where, um, you know, for me, if I'm looking at, I guess I made this same similar suggestion last week and I'm not taking one week into sample. I'm taking of who's literally been the best golfer, um, you know, from a, a pure finishing standpoint uh, on the DP world tour. And it's, it's hard to say over the last stretch of golf that anybody has been as good as Oliver Becker, as consistent as Oliver Becker, you know? I mean, once again, last week, a third, 11th, eighth, ninth, ninth for all his events. Um, you know, two of them only being in, in South Africa. So, you know, he's been out there playing a little bit. I, I just think 45 to one just doesn't 
feel respective of that form. And, and I mean, the approach numbers were the best they had been in that run the last two weeks off the tee was really good. It's really the first week last week he paired his off the tee with approach in one week. He didn't really put all that well. So um, I, I think he's just too much. Last week it was Matthew Pavon for me in this range. He ended up getting beat, beat by Andrea Pavon. So I don't think I can ever bat Matthew Pavon again after that. So, but Oliver Becker for me, just that, that, consistent five events in a row and to be 45 to one still, it just doesn't sit with me very well. I think it's a, a definite play. He, I just haven't got over the fact that he didn't beat Daniel Ventonda and it's purely because Daniel Ventonda yeah. got over that Creek and, and, and I, I, I put him on the so-called shit list that I put Wilco nine over on last week. And then Wilco Nineover decided to play really well over the weekend, which really wound me up because he was seven under and then missed the cut the week before. Um, and then Brandon Stone decided to do the same thing. So I've just got good guys that start well and, and miss the cut. But um, Oliver Becker, I think, I think it'd be crazy just to completely rule him out. Like I think, I think at the yep. moment the numbers sort of suggest that people don't think he can win. Um, which yep. is just wrong. Like he's just playing too well for that. So um, I'm pretty comfortable with you going with Oliver Becker there, although I haven't myself. Yeah, that's that's just enough stretch of reason form for me. Just just proves okay, we could we could take this bite um, and go with what we've been watching for a while. Um, I believe the next guy on the odds board is somebody we we align with here. Um, I don't want to sneak over. Yeah, let's let's go into let's go into Matty Schmidt, um, yeah. formerly Matthias Schmidt, but now Matty. Yeah, so I've I've got one that we'll come back to, but Matty Schmidt is. Um, he's improving, right? T's green, like he's gone 42nd, 24th, 14th the last three weeks. Uh, there's a little bit of variance depending on what, what sites you use, but this is tour tips compared to the DP World Tour site. If you go to DP Tour site, he's actually better. Um, the irons are not great. So the irons haven't been good. But from what I watched yesterday, he ended up in a couple of bunkers when he shouldn't have done. And, you know, but the outside is there. Like it's 100% there. We talk about Jiyong Kim. Matty Schmidt is a guy that everyone's been really excited to bet since the Open Championship, right? And and he was good there. And I, I just think it's a good course for him. I think that the, it rewards good current form. He's obviously got that uh, in abundance right now. So um, I, I didn't want to think too much about Matty Schmidt. I think obviously the irons can improve, but I'd like to view that as a scope for improvement as opposed to a downside. Yeah, it's just uh, the biggest thing for me was takeaways. He's had multiple weeks with rounds that are like rounds of the day last week he did twice almost um i think it's 63 in round three was the round of the day or 64 uh yeah sky high upside and i and i didn't hate you know our friend ben coley does like that links angle a little bit this week you'll probably talk about it potentially with a golfer really late on down the board um and you know, Schmidt played well in that open championship at his first uh, kind of cutting his teeth there. So I think that's interesting. Um, we did skip over one of your golfers there, one of them, 65 to one Schmidt, 66 to one um, in the States here, but um, you're going back to the well with a, a recent winner uh, golfer who, who does nab victories higher than most do uh, Ashton Wu walk us through. Ashton Wu. So I, I, I always Love Ashen Wu, and he always looks a big price, and then I've come to bet him, and he plays terribly. So expect that to happen. Spoiler alert, he will probably miss the cut. But I've been really impressed with how he has actually responded to that victory, right? Uh, he's not a guy that we can necessarily uh, rely on to be consistent, but after the win, he finished 23rd at the Mike uh, Golf Life Open, where he was 11th after 54 holes. And then last week, he was 25th, really steady all week. Never really got going. Um 
but I just I just think he's playing well. I just think he's he's responded to that really well. Um, you know, in terms of strokes going to his green, he's gone fourth, thirty second, sixth in approach, he's gone fourth, twenty second, third. Um, you know, he's got a sixth and ninth in Dubai, he's got a twelfth at Abu Dhabi, thirteenth in Saudi. So he plays this kind of area of the world uh, really, really well. Hasn't got that linked pedigree that that maybe you'd like to put a bow on it. Um, but uh, you know, when you look at the kind of profile of the people that have won here, um, I actually think Ashton Wu fits that quite nicely. Yeah, he he was outstanding on that Sunday recently. I think that's a, a fair way to put it. Um, just really separated himself from the field that week. Um, yeah, I, I I never mind going back um, there. For me, when I'm digging in a little bit deeper into recent form, into even a little bit, if we mention that that course history, uh, and if we want to talk about guys uh, getting in the winner circle, we, we do know that Marcus Kinholt. Um, you know, if we were sticking on, you know, we've moved off of the Safari Golf Tour form, but you know, we can, we can still talk about the Nordic Golf League form. <laughs> we can. Um, uh, it's a sad thing that that Pedro Oriol is not in this field because he's kind of got two good starts on that tour as well. Um, but you know, we did see a ninth and then a victory uh, for Marcus Kinholt there, followed that up with an eighth place, and that probably was about as bad as you could have done on that Sunday from the back nine position he was in. Um, you know, shot 72 that day. So you see that, you see a top 10 here, I think it was a top five here, um, his first time that he played the course. Just pairing that together, 66 to one, um, you know, he is another guy, I guess that that year he won the, the British Masters probably isn't links at all, um, but some really? type of form in there. But I just think, again, his, his sky high talent is, is better than many in this range. Um, and we've seen it. And I love the last time we saw him play. Uh, and the, the only thing he was actually on my long short whatever you want to call it list and the only reason i kind of ruled him out is the, the irons and driver weren't necessarily as good like they nothing kind of stood out if he was really good with the driver last time or really good with the irons i would go in and and that, that's a tricky again i've always spoken about this myself is that's kind of paralysis by analysis right if you just dive into the stats and don't like what you see you can just talk yourself out of things and Ultimately, he's playing well. So I think the upside of Marcus Kinholt uh, is really good. I think, was he third here um, yeah. two starts ago? So 2018, yeah. uh, he was yeah. fourth after 54 holds and then and then stepped forward in the final round as well. So I like that. I like the fact that over the weekend he was right in the mix and uh, he can certainly lean on that. Yeah, no, I, I just think, uh, you know, a lot of what he he's showing right now. So for me, that's the, well, I guess second to last one before 100 to one. Um, is there anybody else on your list who's sub triple digits? So, so Daniel Gavins is someone I'm interested in looking at again as ever. I, I don't know if I'm going to play him because I keep thinking he's going to do something he doesn't, right? His first, seventh, and eleventh last three in strokes going approach, the first, sixth, third strokes going tee to green. So he's playing really, really well without the results coming. And, you know, I just, I just don't know what to expect. I mean, it it should happen for him eventually. Like normally we see that the, this kind of long stretch of really good ball striking does get rewarded um and he was sick at the kenya open right you know it's not he wasn't yep. terrible but he's been like 35th and 40th the last two starts but he's got that sixth at the dunhill links which you know you can kind of correlate to this if you like um you know interestingly enough justin harding someone that's won in kenya and and won here as well different courses uh for those two that actually won there but just just the kind of south africa link to that and i know kenya's not in south africa but it's close enough um there's just enough to kind of force it. 
I was hoping for a bigger number, I must admit, like considering that the results are not there and there is a glaring weakness in the putter. But, you know, he's an interesting name, I think. Yeah, um, man, uh, his iron, it's just when, when those irons flash, they, they flash. Um, I think there's definitely enough um, in the tank there. For me, um, again, it's, it's once again leaning into off the DP World Tour. And, and honestly, these events probably are, are better. Uh, maybe that's a stretch, but I, I would dare say the Asian hey, Tour. Carry on with what you're saying, now, yeah. Yeah, the the oh. Asian Tour events are 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 similar um, to the DP World Tour events right now, and, and Schwan Kim um, finally got over the line uh, recently on the Asian Tour at the International Series in Thailand. Victory following up a second at that Royals uh, Cup event, and then his one of his I think two events prior to that, he was fourth there. Um, yep. There was a stretch last summer that we bet Schwan like a month straight. When all he was doing was making birdies, literally all he was doing. And um, if Ju Young is 29 to one, does the a golfer who's he doesn't have near the same pedigree, but I just felt that 80 to one just sits better with me than, than a sub 30 bet. And when you see what Schwan has done the last few times in the golf course, I, I will take it up against a lot of the guys in this range. So you, you you sort of hesitated to say that the Asian tour events were better, and and I don't think you're wrong to because we on tour tips they actually um, adjust the scoring based on strength of field, right? And he over the last eight weeks, those second and first, um, leave him number one player in his field over the last eight weeks in current form. So his actual scoring average is sixty seven point nine two, adjusted sixty eight point nine eight, which is better than anyone. So just ahead of of Oliver Becker and Adrian now, so you've already referenced. So to me, I, I think that's a really good sign. It the thing I, I never know what to do with those guys is you don't know how they're doing it. Like you don't, I don't really know how it is that he's, you know, we don't get the stats that we do for the other guys. And you, you could be a lot of putting. It could be a really good driver and, and that could have one. But you just, I, the unknown bothers me, whereas I know you like to kind of dive into that. And, and sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't. It's at the price. It really doesn't matter, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's, that's the reason to take the shots is the, the odds that we get with it. Um, so, so that, that rounds out my, and we're still getting into some long shot territory here. That yeah. rounds out my three um, picks that are under hundred to one as we dip in, uh, like you mentioned, you know, anything kind of a pulse that you can get a feel on down here is somebody who you're willing to, to at least take a shot with the odds who stands out the most. So the, the two, the two early hundreds ones that I like, and then I'll go into the long shot later. Um, but, but Jack Royce of it, we mentioned that sort of South African link. 13th in back-to-back starts in strokes gain T to green. Trending form of 60th, 35th, 10th currently. Um, you know, played here twice, made the cut twice, and he was 8th after 36 holes in 2019. Um, gained in all four categories last week, so there was no real weakness. He, he wasn't up in, in most, but he was, you know, gaining, which is always nice to see. Um, and like I said, that just that South African link, I, I really liked it. And he's a guy I've gone to a couple of times because I like the way he plays off the tee. Um, and, and there is a kind of balance between not following off a cliff, but I think Jack Kroisovic's got a lot to offer and they keep kind of putting these 100 to 1 numbers out there that, that appeal to me. Yeah, I mean, those numbers were, that's probably triple what, what we saw him at, at these kind of stretches after he had a couple of good finishes last year. Yeah, I, I think um, sticking with him and if we're sticking with golfers, 
we've got a month off after this time. And I promise during then we can talk about it. Okay. We can set up a time. We can still, we can produce maybe a, not a, not a show, but just, you know, us three get together at a usual time. We all sit in a circle, you know, we, we discuss if we're, if we're going to keep going with Guido Migliazzi and I'm going to Tom, I'm going to, I'm not going to back it up with any stats or there is really nothing. anything. <laughs> there isn't, there isn't Tom, but there's a number and there's a chance for him to find any life before visiting Augusta because coming yep. in at that form before Augusta, um, that's going to be, it's going to be a tough scene. We're going to find him on some, some missed the cut parlays. We're going to find him, you know, maybe Pat and Jeff on a stream on, on Friday afternoon. Oh, there's Guido, you know, Oh, it was good. Good for him to make it this year. You know, I, I have hope still a little bit of hope in here that we can find it And 125 to one, man, that, that makes me sleep well at night. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some support. And this is this is completely opposite to what I've been doing for you for Guido Migliozzi. I need it. I need it. Where did Guido Migliozzi get his one of his two victories? Well, Kenya. Kenya. Um, Who won Kenya? Who was the last person to win Kenya at Karen? Uh, Justin Harding, and then he won here. Uh, I love it. Exactly right. So you've got that. Where did where did Guido finish in Qatar last year? Second. Second, yeah. it's not the same mm-hmm. course, absolutely no. nothing to do with it, but there, second yes. in Qatar, winning yep. Kenya, okay, full for the Amman Open, nice big, you know, open venue where a little bit yep. of wind effects. Yep. Um, you're becoming tied 17th, Dunhill Links 2021. Love it. What, what else do we need for, for Guido Migliotti? I mean, you don't need anything, yeah. but no. I'm actually giving, I'm giving listeners yeah. some sort of support. Yes, they'll, they'll be there. They'll be there. Somehow, Tom, he's like still 10% owned every week at DraftKings. Yeah, because I you I appreciate you everybody. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having the faith. You the are contests keep getting smaller. On DraftKings, they keep getting smaller contests. So it's less and less that are that are able to play him. But we're going to keep riding out. So uh, that That's no. how I know we're having an influence because he is highly owned in DFS when he should not be. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope this week's changes everyone opinion that we can play him at the Masters. Tom, T20 here. We're, we're going full set at Austin. Oh, first round leader, top yep. Italian, everything. Yep. Just give it to me. Um, All right. I've got a couple more gambles as we go. Um, let's go one. Who? Oh, no. I, I just got one last one. You have two left. Um, one. Right. I guess let's, let's go right if we're going from from one drug to the other, um, yours is a lot more compelling than mine this week. So please, please tell us about Ali Wilson because he popped on my sheets. So it's funny. I, I tried to I I slid into the DMs earlier with, with yourself and our and our wonderful producer friend and said, "Who is it that ranked inside the top eight in T screen last week? Who has finished second on this golf course?" Who is it? And you said Queen of Migliotti. <laughs> and I said, no. I said, it's the other drug. I said, it's Oliver yep. Wilson. He's got a 20th, a 5th, a 12th, and that second place finish, right? And when he was second, he was 10th after the first round, 4th after the 36 holes, 1st after 54. Uh, he was 13th in strokes gain approach last week, 5th in tee to green. Slightly different numbers you can see elsewhere, but actually some of them get better if you go on a DP World site. But generally speaking, so again, I, I just follow 
the Instagram stuff. And, and Oliver Wilson's very interactive on that. And he got in late last week and he just said he's been hitting the ball well, got in, finished tied 33rd, I think it was, straight on Instagram. I hit the ball brilliantly. Um, it's just a putter. And and you always have to take those things with a pinch of salt because what they think is brilliant and what their baseline is. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to learn, right? But he was good. He, the ball striking was great. And he likes this part of the world. He's won the Dunhill Links. So, you know, if you're going for any event he's ever won, it's the Dunhill Links. And that, that like you say, is probably what you were referencing earlier with the kind of Links yep. pedigree. Um, and, he, and that was a really impressive victory. And I, I just think that kind of the form is is maybe a little bit better than people think. Like 11th at Mallorca, 12th at the Portugal Masters, 27th for Razal Kaima, 33rd Stein City. Like there has been miscuts in between that, of course. But, you know, four top 33s in his last eight starts. Um, you know, a very good record on this golf course. Um, if, if Oliver Wilson's ever going to get another win, which, you know, that, that's up for debate. It, it took him a long time to get the first one, right? But if it's going to happen, I think this could be a really good cause for him to do that. You know what, Tom? You convinced me. You supported me when I needed you the most 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago. I, I'm right back here. I, I'm willing to put him to the card. We got some, we got some room on here. So we'll yeah. add one more man. Is this a case of like going to like Alcoholics Anonymous and both taking each other to a pub? Is this something, is that happening or are we taking each other out for pancakes and having an apple juice? I think, yeah. I think we're being supportive and I think it's productive and I think it's, it's good. I think that, I think Wilson's case is better. I've got to be honest. Yeah. I, I think that, I think the price is, you know, obviously better. Um, although that is coming probably in, should, probably shouldn't be. <laughs> no, but I think if Guido's gonna, if, if we're gonna see the turnaround from Guido, it's gonna be at this golf course. Yeah. Um, let this one two finish. They have a they have like the Quinellas listed or like the Exactas. You know, can we can we get the box, please? If one of those sports books that are listening, one two, we'll take it at yeah. uh, fifteen hundred to one. That sounds right. Uh, when Jason, my co-host, was talking to me earlier about the people that he likes, I said, as long as you put it in the without Oliver Wilson market, you'll be fine. Um, yeah. So that was how confident I am on him. Sebastian Soderberg was was the other guy. And I think he's being overlooked a little bit. I was surprised by the number. You know, it was 150 to one this morning. Uh, I don't quite know what the number is now, but he was sixth on approach last week, second tee to green. He was 20th on his only start here. 25th, 16th, 47th, 10th, his last four starts. Back to back top two T uh, two finishes at the end of last year, um, and this is a guy that you know has a really impressive win on his resume. So I, I think he's actually being overlooked slightly. Yeah, um, our friend Ryan Baroff just is a Soderberg truther, so he'll be happy to see um, support whenever you can find it on Sebastian. Beat Roy so, yeah. McIlroy in a playoff. What, what more yeah. do you want? Absolutely. And I, and he won the Barclays Kenya Open when it was a challenge tour event. He won at Karen, where Justin Harding won where Guido won, where the next Qatar Masters winner is going to have won. Yeah, there's that. There's a meme. I don't know if you guys get it in the States or uh, it goes around the States. I don't know if you guys see it as much, but it's like one giant book and then it goes levels down all yep. the way. You're basically giving us all the levels till Guido is our is our winner. So we're, we're very, we're very working close. well. And you mentioned earlier the, the fourth place in Omen for him. And that's like where I'm going to round out my, my last selection. And I think the world has been waiting to see <laughs> anything, me, everyone is. anything out of Sammy Valamak. I mean, he was as prolific as it comes on the, the lower tours. And what he won in like 
fifth, sixth start, right? I mean, that Omen Open was at long odds by hit by multiple people in his, I believe, sixth ever start. Um, a lot with the short game that week, but it was as windy as it came that week. Beat Brandon Stone in the playoff, hit that long, uh, long putt. So you, you get his best finish in quite some time. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't because of great ball striking, but I mean, literally, it's been since 2020 since we've seen a top 20 out of Alamaki. So to finish 16th, to get some good vibes going, to get to a course that potentially, you know, might have some crossover vibes and um, a lot of wind and at the number of 200 to one. I like that a lot. He's, I think he's deeper here than he is um, overseas because 200s are still out there right now. So I think, and I don't know this, um, this, what's the word I'm looking for? I know this analogy kind of uh, gets over to the States, but I always say that one swallow doesn't make a summer. And I don't know if that's something that you guys say over there. Um, I'm worried it because you said there that the ball striking wasn't good, and 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 objectively speaking, worried is a ridiculous term when we're talking about a 200s one shot, right? Like we've just spoken about Guido and Ollie Wilson, so let's talk about a guy that's actually won in you know recent times. Uh, that's Sammy Valamaki. So the the 16th is kind of that the flash you need, and he is to finish flash, right? And yep. It just there was some talk about him earlier later on last season when he was 25th, I think it was at Valderrama or top 30, something like that. And and he kind of slowly kind of made cuts but was finishing down the leaderboard. And it just worries me that we're all going to jump on now. With that said, you're jumping on 201. And as I've I'm sure people are bored of this, and maybe our producer could just cut me saying this once so I don't have to keep repeating myself. But there's not a lot that needs to happen for a triple digit guy to uh, to get on. So um, yeah. I, I think it's great. I mean, there, there's guys down here, and I, I mentioned um, last week sort of people that just look long, and Lorenzo Gagli is still playing well. Um, Renato Paratore is again a massive price. Eventually, they're gonna, um, you know, they're gonna hit, I think, those. Those guys, I mean, objectively speaking, Gagley finished 34th at Kenya, but you know, it, it was good enough for me that he kind of flashed. I'm pretty sure he's played well here before. I might be making that up, but I know he's definitely won the Kenya Open. Not at Karen, though. That's the problem. Um, so anyway, maybe I'm just getting too caught up in the Kenya Open web, which that actually just started while we were talking. Um, <laughs> so maybe I, I don't dive too much into that. Um, but even like people like you know Hayden Porteous, we keep mentioning wide open, uh, big driving, whatever. I, I don't want to keep throwing people at it. It's just I, I, I eventually you just bore yourself, right? Um, but I think that I, I'm pretty happy with the, the the solid core that we've got, and and I feel like a winner is going to come from our card. I don't know who's. Hey, hopefully, I love that. hopefully just one of us. Yep. Yep, I feel great. It's good to have some some confidence behind our picks, some backing overall. Uh, let's run through that card one more time here. Yeah, so I've got Ashton Wu at 65 to 1. We have got a consensus selection on Matty Schmidt at 66 to 1. Don't know what to do about Daniel Gavins yet. Um, hit the ball very well, probably a DraftKings play. Yet Kroisovic, he was 100 and something to 1. Um, Sebastian Soderberg again at 100, 150 to 1. And Oliver Wilson, the drug I cannot quit at 200 to 1. He was 300 to 1 earlier, but I think Ben Coley put him up, which uh, gives me further confidence but takes away my shine. Yep. Um, I'm going to be starting a card with Oliver Becker, 45 to one. 
with you, like you said, on Matty Schmidt, 66. Marcus Kinholt, 66 to 1. Schwan Kim, 80 to 1. Guido Migliazzi, 125. Sammy Valmaki, 200 to 1. And add it to the card, Ali Wilson, 250 still in the States here. We can have us. Yeah, we can be good, Tom. If we come alive here from our guys, well, we would miss uh, us listeners here for the next month. Um, no DP world tour for a little bit of time. So Tom, um, enjoy your trip to the States here. Uh, Thanks, buddy. If anyone's up in New York, uh, make sure to reach out to Tom, buy him a beer. Um, so we just appreciate all your work, my friend, and, and hope you enjoy your, your holiday when you're over here. Yeah. Thank you very much, buddy. It's been, it, as I said uh, on Twitter the other day, when you've got a really tough run of events, it takes, I mean, I'm quite enthusiastic about golf by nature, right? But having sitting opposite you in this virtual way uh, it certainly lifts that. So uh, as I say, I appreciate your hard work. We're going to pat each other on the back here and give each other some praise and hopefully win a bit. Yep. Amen. And on the PGA side, it's my favorite week in golf. We'll be on with, with Pat tomorrow to have the DraftKings show there. So looking forward nice. to, to chatting it up on both sides uh, of the world. And best of luck to all the listeners this week. And we'll catch you guys soon. Thanks again.